All right, Clay. So, question for you. Mm. Who had the better enterprise career? Pilot, boomer, Travis Mayweather, son of a freighter captain, married to a, another freighter captain who had a son who then found a girlfriend in the season finale, or no-name ensign who blows his brains out in front of Archer <laughs> at the very end? <laughs> who has the more emotional I- arc? I don't know why they didn't just stick with Kelby. As soon as they showed him in that episode, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be him. And maybe yeah. that's why they didn't. But, yeah, I, yeah, that was that was very strange to, to just <laughs> throw that guy in at the last second and have him. Also, phaser blast to the head off screen, not very cinematic because it just kind of goes. No. And it's like, no, oh, there's um, the same as a, you know blast no you don't you don't see blood or there's no there's no impact you're just supposed to like there's no reason that you have to cut away from showing that i don't like shoot him he can shoot himself in the head right. and fall down yeah. and there's nothing graphic about they should have they should you yeah, this season's all about callbacks they should have done the thing that the other captain does in wrath of khan where he shoots himself and he's like ah! as he slowly <laughs> dissolves from the is the phaser the most awful way to kill someone it seems like it's the most awful way to kill somebody they uh in canon they say that disruptors are worse. Disruptors do some sort of like incredibly painful thing to you. Is that the, is, is always what they say? They seem identical because you get deteriorated into ash basically. But mm-hmm. I guess the disruptor stings a little bit more on the way down. Um, mm. Yeah. So here we are with Terra Prime. Let's get to it. It's the twenty first episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Enterprise, the penultimate episode, as they say. Came out on May 13th, 2005. Arc 2 of 2 in Terra Prime. 4 of 4 in Section 31 in the 22nd century. 3 of 3 in the Xenophobic Humans arc. Teleplay goes to Judith Reeves-Stevens and Garfield Reeves-Stevens and Manny Cotto. Story credit goes to all the same Judy Garfield and Owen oh, Andre Bormanis gets a story credit for this one. Directed by Marvin Rush in Universe Date, January 22nd, 2155. In this one, Terra Prime... A human isolationist leader threatens to destroy Starfleet Command unless all aliens leave the soul system immediately. Well, I have to I have to see where we stand right at the start of this one, Clay. Um, mm. I have a very different opinion from what seems to be the traditional opinion of this episode, or it seems to be the the um, the popular opinion, at least. What did you think about Terra Prime? Um. Well, let me first start by asking you a question. Who had who had a uh, who had the better question? Um, sure. <clears throat> would you prefer what What would be the better series finale for you for Star Trek Enterprise? The upcoming episode, knowing what we know about how that plays out, or this episode that ends with T'Pol and Trip crying in a room about their dead child. <laughs> That's kind of my my thing was right, knowing nothing about this episode, but knowing about the finale. People mm-hmm. were kind of generous to this one. They're kind of going like, you know, the Terra Prime is an okay, this is the real finale of Enterprise. They go, okay, 8. maybe 8. they... 8.3. 8.3 on IMDb. IMDb. Yeah. This is, this is a terrible episode. I, I hated this yeah. episode. I thought it was so awful. And it really... It left me a little. I felt sad when it was over. It's like, oh man, like I, di- I didn't have time to prep for what the ending of Enterprise was going to be because now I'm yeah. now I've got the finale coming up, and I was like, oh, they're going to have a a farewell. I know that Archie gives a speech at the end of this episode, and that's probably going to be some sort of like hurrah moments where they all, you know, everyone kind of goes off, and the writers knew that this was the end. And terrible speech. <laughs> I, I thought this was. I thought every aspect of this was bad. This was an episode that was so uh. bad. I was laughing at inappropriate moments when I was not supposed to be laughing at this. I was supposed to be feeling bad or something. I laughed when the guy shot himself with a phaser because there's something inherently yep. funny about committing suicide with a phaser. Um, I laughed. Peter Weller has a line that I assume was ad-libbed where he is fighting with Archer like when the, in the, the mining facility when the, the glass shatters and he's fighting with Archer. That, Archer's trying to get to that, a panel. P- Peter Weller goes, I locked it. You can't use the controls. I locked it. <laughs> yeah. That was, I'm pretty sure that was like an 80. I think it was an ADR line. 
that they was put it? in afterwards. Because otherwise, you've got these two middle-aged men fumbling on top of each other in arguably the worst fight scene in the history of Star Trek. <laughs> where like everybody, everybody who's seen this show has seen Total Recall, right? Yeah. When yeah. that window explodes, you start going, your eyes start bulging out of your head. You don't go, oh, it's just, oh, it's, well, I just can't catch my breath. And then like do like a slow, do you ever watch the old um, kung fu movies where they didn't have the money to actually do slow motion and they just had the 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 actors, actors throw their slow. punches slower? It's. It was like that. It was, and then they cut to Trip, who's just like hanging out, sitting on a seat with the gas the mask other- on, being like, "Well, <laughs> this is a hell of a thing." It was. It was the worst fight scene I've ever seen in Star Trek, <laughs> the entire franchise. To, to be fair, although it makes no no sense, apparently the terraforming has made Mars a breathable atmosphere. Which don't care. Then why don't blow I, the window up? Then it's not. Why it's blow not the window up? That's. That's my exact thing. It's like if the if the windows I had forgotten about that until the window blew out, and then Peter Weller goes like, "Oh well, I grew up mining, so I'm used to not having oxygen." Yeah. It's like, oh right, the if why did if they do that? On a sp- if you're on a space station and blowing out the window is the equivalent to like realizing you're in Denver, Colorado, as opposed to yeah. at, at sea level, then don't do it. It's not it's not interesting. I locked it. The control panel. <laughs> I locked it. <laughs> I, I yeah. took that on my phone for posterity. I thought that moment was so so incredible. You should use that as your uh, 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 text text message sound. Yes. Or when I when I unlock my phone and I fail, oh, yeah, and Siri should yeah. yell that at me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little I'm a little down in the dumps about this. I was expecting this to be better. I thought mm-hmm. that this was terrible. I thought this was a really bad episode of the show um, in almost every way. Like I can, I can almost forgive the episode being bad if the writers at this point were like, oh, we just got canceled. This is our la-. like Brandon and Rick are coming back for the finale. So this is our final chance to do something. I could almost be forgiven the episode if it was a terrible episode that was just trying to get stuff done for characters and was just like, you know, like here's everyone's final thing and whatever, see how it goes. They try to do that here. And whether it's the fact that it doesn't really fit into this episode and the fact that these characters have not been developed at all, the Reed, Hoshi, and Mayweather stuff is terrible. Across the board, terrible. Mm. Every scene, which takes up about half the episode, where Reed says goodbye to Section 31, like I'm supposed to care about that, Hoshi yeah. determines that she's in charge now and she's going to tell this this douchebag to hold on a second. We're not firing until I get the word go. And then Mayweather, to give him something to do, they just have the villain of the previous episode go, no, I was lying. I'm actually a good guy. And he goes, okay. And that, that's the yeah. story. That's terrible. And, terrible. And she's like, you're going you're gonna to tell Archer, aren't you? He's like, I have to. And then he never tells Archer because yep. they're on the thing and they're flying down and it never comes up. Like he doesn't even, he doesn't even mention it. <laughs> I don't know. Also, what do you think? Please, unless unless I missed it somewhere, and I just I didn't understand why 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 did he make the baby? Okay, did I miss do the we, line of dialogue talk, where they explain? Do we want yeah, to talk about that, the baby? The, like, I yeah, I ahead. think the baby is is the most misguided element of both of these episodes because it's like a ball they put in play that they seriously didn't have anything interesting to do with and they decided to fucking kill it <laughs> at the yep. end of the episode <laughs> for reasons i can't fathom why you would do that aside from just doing it like it's not even like even the thing that they went when uh when uh flocks is like oh uh vulcans and humans can't mix in my head i'm like well that's obviously not true because spock um it's not even true but in the then, context but, of this show. They've met their son from the future last year. He's a he's a half human yeah. to half Vulcan. They know that yeah. this is possible. Yeah. And then and then to say that, have this heartbreaking scene, and then then have the fucking episode end with Trip. <laughs> 
coming in in tears talking about the funeral arrangements for their dead child and then yeah. saying actually they just didn't follow the recipe correctly it could theoretically work if we ever wanted to do it for real it's like what the fuck are you are you up for are you up for retrying it right now <laughs> yeah it's like did, did you ever see that that snl skit from years ago where will ferrell plays the doctor and chris parnell and molly shannon come in and he has to tell them that he lost their baby and it, no, it, I don't and think it, so. And it, and it, well, it's it's worth watching, but it ends with the two of them uh, kind of like sad. And then uh, Chris Parano goes, well, you know, I'm really mad at you, but you're a straight shooter, Doc. So how <laughs> about it, honey? Gonna... How about you and me go home and let's start making another one? <laughs> it's like that's the same <laughs> energy, think... <laughs> except with funeral arrangements baked into the proceedings on this one. Yeah. I just, yep. I could not. I could not. Can you please explain to me what the purpose of the child was? Because I clearly missed it. The The only purpose of the child seems to be for Peter Weller, when he's giving his $1 billion speech to the Federation Council or whatever, is to go, this is what is possible. And I don't understand <laughs> that's what, what that's supposed to prove. There's, no, there's it's no... the worst. They, why didn't they give him a puppy? Let's say, look at this awful mutant. Beautiful freak. baby, you know. Like <laughs> they should have just li- they should have just done a live feed to the puppy bowl if they were going to pull out this you know uh, an- angelic child with cute pointy ears that they didn't even show because they had a ha- like nice little baby hat on. I don't know. It was like was he he wasn't even going to use it to like fix his hand problem, no. right? No, he's using red jelly and gene therapy, and that's fixing his hand. So what? Yeah, I, the, the, what are the we doing baby here, guys? Is, I don't understand the baby whatsoever because all of that, it's like it's known by this series that humans, like ignoring Spock, it's known by this series because they met their future son that this is a possible thing to do, that this is something that can happen. And so when they bring it into this and Paxton has no reason to have this kid and then to compound that, it's not even really an interesting reveal about how he got their genetic material. The guy just stole it out of the fridge on the Enterprise and shipped it to him. So this also begs the question, why did he choose those two? Only because they're yeah. in a relationship in this show. There's no reason to choose Trip and Paul to have their Correct. sperm and egg combined to make a baby. There's no reason for yeah. that to happen in any way. So... You know, any, especially any because, of- as we've seen in Star Trek franchise, anytime a human and a Vulcan get together, aesthetically beautiful child is the result. Beautiful. It's not like, <laughs> you know, it's not like, why didn't he choose Flocks or someone? Right. Not to mention the fact that, like, if I was on Earth and somebody, someone like this was showing this video of this child, I would go, you know, that could just be his son. Like, where'd he get this baby? This is not, I don't right. know that this is a half Vulcan baby. It just you know, has ears he's, he's got the glued point, onto its head. Yeah, he's got yeah. slightly pointy ears. You could fake that. We're in the 22nd century. You can do lots of stuff. The guy on the Enterprise turned into a rock monster for an episode, and he's fine. Yep. You can't put yep. some fake ears on a little baby just to prove it. Like, I don't know. It seems like a ter- it was a terrible plan all around from Peter Weller's character. Terrible plan leads to, <clears throat> like, you know, it's that same thing. If you are doing something thematically with this, where this amounts to something for the characters, I can forgive all the sort of like hootenanny and craziness that's Peter Weller not having a point and uh, the guy breaking into the sperm freezer and stealing Tripp's goods or whatever and shipping it off FedEx style to him. I can ignore all that. If it was... It's the same problem I had with the last episode. The, The baby to me, and now we're at the end of the series, so they know that nothing can really happen here. The the baby does not do anything for Trippin to Paul in a way that I feel it should um, either clarify or bring their story to a kind of conclusion, the relationship to right. a conclusion. Yeah. It's I don't I didn't get anything out of that. And then by the end of it, you're just back in this point where they're like, well, I guess it could be it was just a terrible medical procedure that caused that to happen. Really sad, really strange downing downer of an ending and even moments with like to paul is holding the baby you know it's like i did i did like those scenes i thought that's the, awkward T'Pol being awkward with the child was fun yeah 
But it, it, I, I look at this thing. She's like, when she says all the symptoms, she's like, the baby has a fever and its white blood cell count is elevated. And the baby is just like calmly sitting there. You know, it's, yeah. it's a child act. Like, you can't expect, but it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just this fine child. It's not, they don't even ADR in like coughs or anything where you're like, oh no, the baby's sick. It's just a baby. The baby and she's, is a worse actor than Porthos. Remember when Porthos was sick? And he was yeah. just like laying down with his head between his paws, and you immediately were like, "That is a sick dog." We, someone take care of that sick dog before I start crying. This baby Too looked much. like it was totally fine. <laughs> well, to me, I guess to go back to a bigger thing because I, I think that this episode really dies in the details, but I think it dies in the bigger overall picture too. Um, for whatever reason, this one felt like everything got cut in half from usual Enterprise episode. I feel like the budget got cut in half. I feel like everyone's acting ability got cut in half for some reason. <laughs> I feel like the quality of the scenes and the direction was cut in half. That action sequence was terrible. Peter Weller yeah. was okay in the first episode. It feels like he ran out of gas and just didn't have anything left to deliver here. Um, I thought it felt... It really felt to me like zero fucks given by the production team at this point it was just like this yeah. the show is done this is the end of this thing and it shows i think in almost every scene that that happens in this episode it's just not good not good yeah it it's like there's there's a few things that are kind of nice in it like uh i kind of like some of the hoshi stuff until the the I keep calling him the mayor because he's the mayor from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I was convinced that he was going to be the bad guy because yeah, I don't he's got bad guy, guy as far as you can throw him. Yeah, um, I think I his name is Samuels in, in this Enterprise episode. Samuels. Yeah. I liked the stuff with Hoshi and Samuels, bec- you know, because they had that nice scene where uh, Archer says, "Remember when you first came on here and you freaked out every time the engines?" I like that up? scene. Like, yeah, I do. yeah, I like the scene and with I her and the Archer. Beginning. Yeah. I like the beginning of the Samuel stuff until eventually she just kind of like folded um, and didn't really stand up to him that much and was just sort of like hedging her bets a little bit. I didn't really like that because it kind of felt like it didn't do her any favors. Um, I thought all the acting in that was terrible. I thought everyone involved in yeah. that, like, and, and that's a sequence that's been played countless times in Star Trek where a character's like, you have to fire the gun right now. And he's like, no, we wait a minute. And that might be the single worst example where I think Glinda Park and that actor, neither of them are doing a good job of selling what this is supposed to be. There's like there's just no drama in that, I that don't, portrayal. I don't think anybody knew what the hell was going on in the story is the problem. Because like the Peter Weller phoning it in reeks of I don't know what the hell I'm saying, I'm just saying it. Stuff yeah. like that, those scenes feel like they're just doing them without any real understanding of any context. Like even watching it, I was I was injecting my own context in, like thinking the Samuels was a bad guy because I wasn't even totally sure what they were arguing about. I guess they wanted to blow up the Mars place yeah. before they shot before the Before he can shoot Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't really landing with me. Uh, and the shooting the gun thing, that's a whole other thing where... <laughs> Where where trip he gets he gets he he makes he forces trip to fix the targeting thing so it won't kill millions of people but then he's like I know you're gonna do it incorrectly so now you got to do it right so you don't kill anybody and then he just fixes it incorrectly differently yeah right that's what happens yep. he just fixes yep. it differently well he um, he he does yeah. he do, he does it the second time more subterfuge like when he breaks in, he Harry Houdini's his way out or something. He does something a little bit. He does exactly the same plot that Peter Weller was prepared for, but he was not prepared for it to happen twice. Yes, he wasn't prepared for it to happen twice. <laughs> it's like when a football team runs the exact same play and gets the yardage they didn't get the first time. That's right. You play, run the same play in Madden twice, so it all works out. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that uh, Anthony Montgomery was so bad in his scenes that I was like, this is the reason this guy didn't get any more scenes because his acting with this woman, I understand he as an actor is like, what the hell is going Like, what am I supposed to feel about this? Like, is this, yeah. is this a real scene that I'm having where this woman was clearly the villain last episode and now has just goes, no, I'm actually a good guy. You should let me out of here. 
But, you know, like, you her argument too is that she had to pretend she was the bad guy, so the other actual bad guy wouldn't get suspicious about it. Yes, yeah, and but leave or whatever. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Would they not know each other or have? I don't know. It, I mean, she's, I guess she's, it's she's trying to get a, it's a but, mole hunt or whatever. She's trying to she's trying to figure out who the non Kelby ensign is. There's only like sixty people on this ship anyway. I don't I don't know how. You can figure it out, I think. Yeah, it was like the entire third act of Star Trek Six crammed into about two minutes. That's right. That's just it's just a pointless plot, the Mayweather thing. It yeah. It takes up about I don't know, five, seven minutes of the episode too. It's it's yeah. not between the between the two episodes. Yeah, between the two episodes it takes up a lot of space. It just doesn't And it was it was one of those episodes too where I was like this is really what we're going with. This is your your last your last at bat. This is the second half of your two parter, and we're spending like real time on a shuttlecraft following a comet through yeah. the atmosphere. Yep. I don't know. I mean, to to break into a base. I don't know. It's just. I think. Didn't you say that last time? It's like, what else can they do? They, they did like exactly what I episode? thought was going to happen, and it was just yeah. as bad as what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. They had to break into the base peter weller is just going to sort of fight back against it that way and the reason that they can't just attack the base is because archer knows two people on it and he will not kill two people they don't even have a discussion about you have to fire every torpedo you have at this thing to save earth archer and he goes now nah, right. to paul and tripper down there i can't shoot them like this Terrible. He just he just came off of an entire season where he was like, I will sacrifice anyone to protect <laughs> Earth from the horrors of the Zindi's weapons. And this time he's like, eh, maybe not. He's pissed off. He didn't realize they had the laser gun on Mars that could destroy whatever it is. And also, Terra Prime, I was a little concerned when this started. I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong last episode and Terra Prime won't actually fire on Earth. They're just going to shoot all the alien ships that come near them. No, they shoot Earth. Their their thing is that yep. we're going to shoot Earth with the mm-hmm. laser. So yes, yeah, it was it was kind of like the rock in that way where they do fire the rockets, but it goes into the ocean instead of going into San Francisco. Yeah, so I feel I feel a discussion is a little. It's one of these episodes where there's like so many nits to pick that you might get lost just endlessly doing that here. Why is why is this a failure at this point? Like, I know specifically why the details lead me to think that this is a total failure of an episode. But is there is there something like uniquely wrong about doing this at the at the end here? Um I don't know a better way to phrase that question really, but is it like I was I was really let down by this. And I don't even like this series, but I was like I was I was expecting one one last episode before we sort of hit the shitter here with the finale. Yeah. And it really caught me by surprise. I don't know if you felt the same way. Yeah, I think I think part of the problem is the the sort of uh through line of your entire series, right? This entire series is supposed to be the building blocks of the Federation. And last episode you've brought it up to the point where these different species are sitting down to actually talk about working together. And then you inject this element of uh, uh, destruction to trying to push that apart and, and racism and xenophobia and stuff, which is an interesting thing to throw in there. But what you don't do in this episode is have those people, those different races who are going to come together, actually come together to help stop this problem. Sure. So what you end up with is Enterprise going on a, another fucking Enterprise mission uh, to blow up one guy who's got a, a big laser. And then even that, after that, Samuels is like, I think they're just going to straight up cancel this meeting because these people do not want anything <laughs> to do with us anymore. And then the next scene, they're all there. And Arch is like, yeah. hey, you know what? We got to we got to. Do it, and then everybody starts clapping. It's like, oh my no, god! No, it's what not a even leader. a scene where like, the aliens are are getting up to leave. You know, and Archer's like, I have to say something. No, to it's stop just, them from. Not only, not only are there <laughs> aliens there, there's more than I thought there would be because it wasn't just the main building blocks of the Federation. It was those guys and a bunch of fucking other guys I'd never seen before. <laughs> and true. it's like, you know, it, it's like it doesn't. You're you're really like what what do you. <sighs> 
this this element that you're injecting in this this final episode here of someone who's a direct uh, a direct conflict to, to this Star Trek utopian future of species working together and and everybody being equal that doesn't even play into the the finale of it at all like even yeah. on the archer level there's no i don't even think there's a moment where archer is like spouts off at at peter weller no about his, why his, he's misguided and stuff no it's they talk just, about their it's dads. just peter weller yeah it's peter weller going your dad was a piece of shit because he wanted to take the he wanted to take the, the couldn't wait to get his hands on the warp technology and my dad was a coal miner yeah. from pennsylvania the same pennsylvania that loved the vulcans 150 years ago you know peter weller, i don't know it's and then, then archer's just like yeah for joe man. mansion in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said no to the voting rights act we said no to the vulcans we're saying no to this too it was i i found that incomprehensible um yeah i mean i don't want to distract from the point but just the fact that weller and archer they do not have a conversation that is fitting the end of the series it's so no. generic what they do and as or you're saying even even weller and uh trip Who's actually yeah. like has skin in the game as far as uh, like you, you've got Trip who has gone from aliens killed my family and I hate aliens and want them all to die to even before oh, that shit, the first I've season gotta, he was the least friendly towards aliens out of yeah, the entire cast yeah and now in this final episode he's like oh shit I have a half alien baby I guess I love aliens now and I've realized that aliens aren't that bad like yeah. you don't even have them have a conversation about it it's just it's just nothing. And then when they get there, they find Trip because they both magically run around the same corner at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I would agree. I mean, I thought that the... We've talked before about the scope of Enterprise. I thought that the conference scenes where this is supposed to be like the birthplace of the Federation, I know they don't have a budget to do much more, but that it felt... Everything feels so small and so insignificant. And... The way that you're saying where it's like Enterprise has to save the day and humans have to save the day is another mm. aspect of this smallness thing where I feel like shows like DS9 just did it better where in the Dominion War, it was actually like there was a consensus of the races working together. You, you felt like mm -hmm. there was a sort of like um, interplay between the Klingons and the Romulans and the humans and the Cardassians eventually and stuff like that. And here it's just... Archer has to cowboy up and do the thing. And then all the alien yeah. diplomats will be like, well, you did a hell of a job. We're, ba we're back in on this sort of, uh, we're, we're back in on what we thought we were going to be. It's just so unsatisfying uh, that that's where the origin of this federation is supposed to spawn from this moment. And you mentioned at the start, Archer's speech, I think is terrible. Bakula can't do these speeches. The, the writing, I don't think is even very good. I don't know the fact the fact that the first person to stand up and applaud that speech was uh, what's his name Soval Vulcan guy yeah, Soval was just made I almost threw up in my mouth I was like <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me like this is I could understand like his crew clapping and then yeah. everybody else starts to clap Soval doesn't clap for that shit you kidding me I know Come it, on. it's it's both an underwhelming speech that he ha is forced to give an overly enthusiastic applause to. It's it's almost like he's trying to save Archer's bomb up there. He's like, "Oh, right. that was yeah. that was that was a great speech." And everyone goes, "Oh, okay." You guys just it. don't get it. You don't yeah. get it. It's too it's too smart for you guys. I mean, Soval's in here just cuz the series is wrapping up, obviously, and it's right. like bring him yeah. in, but um yeah. I don't It's weird because I I feel like I have so much to say about it, but at the same time there's not a lot to say it's it's it is an enterprise episode and maybe the reason that i'm being so harsh on it although i don't think i am is that getting to the end you kind of there's always this false hope with this series you're like maybe they're going to turn the corner four seasons in maybe maybe now is the time that they're going to actually get this going and mm. this was an enterprise episode to its core down to the action sequences, down to a villain whose motivations I don't really think are very convincing, down to Archer has to save the day, down to strange mm -hmm. subplots with your uh, tertiary characters. And 
it just ended in a point where it's like that was Enterprise right there. Um, that Section 31 stuff was awful. Yeah, in what sense? It was, it was, it was just like so unnecessary and just they i'm not i don't even remember what information he got from the section three he got some one of those little see-through green yeah he told them about where terra prime is or something right are they on the moon i don't even i think i think he knew that i don't i don't know (laughs) and then it ends with the guy being like well it looks like you're smarter than section 31 is yeah he gives Uh, the set he's like the apprentice has defeated the master or something like that what the fuck (laughs) hope you come to work for us someday it's like <laughs> he's and like, then I hope you come to work for hand. someday. Although I guess Enterprise is going to be pretty busy. And he's like, "Yep, yep, we are. See ya. Yeah, gotta go. Gotta go." Reed, I mean, that's a to me all that writing um, reads strongly like Discovery writing, where it's like nothing has led to this point, but you're supposed to feel the show is like this is the end. Reed has to have his final sequence because we don't know what the Reed character is, so we'll have him. Uh, act as if this is the end of Reed's story is finally breaking away from Section 31, right? And so they mm. do this, but we just learned Reed was involved in Section 31 two episodes ago. There, there's no there's no gravitas to this. And so when the guy says, right. well, right. I wish you'd come back to work for me, and Reed's like, well, I wish I will, but I'm not going to do that. And the guy's like, well, I respect your cojones. And then they shake hands, and it's supposed to be this, like, heads coming together where they realize, like, you know, Reed's sort of grown into his own character. All of it falls flat. Doesn't mean a single thing across any of this. Doesn't mean anything for Reed. Doesn't mean anything for that guy. I don't know. Strange. I also I thought it was really weird how they specifically didn't kill Peter Weller. I'm not saying they should have. I'm not saying that he deserved to have a well. May, maybe he did because he created a, a baby that was destined to die. And if you want to get morality into storytelling, that probably deserves a bullet through the head. But he was also going to kill um, millions on Earth too with his. Yeah, with his he was also. Gun. Yeah, he was also going to kill millions of people on Earth. Um, but like, it's so awkward the way that fight because that fight has seems like it's supposed to have the gravitas of one of these guys will die, and then he just like karate chops him in the back of the head or whatever and he falls over and then they're like well we have him in custody i what i think what they should have done first of all that fight should have been between trip and peter weller not archer yeah and then after they escaped and it seemed like peter weller was left for dead section 31 should have shown up and put a bag over his fucking head and dragged him away so yeah. everybody thinks he's dead but you know they've got him squirreled away somewhere um and why? Where were the Makos? Where were the Makos? The Makos been waiting the entire series to to storm a, a fucking compound, <laughs> and <laughs> Baltasar Edison's back up on Enterprise, eating chili or something. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> Kirk, you never understand what it's like to sleep through the alarm to go down to the planet. And watch stupid Captain Archer punch a guy when I could have been shooting everyone. I, I was know. not. It was the real Enterprise finale, Kirk. I was not there for the real. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like I was better used on the ship at that exact moment, not do on the planet doing what I had been trained to do. So terrible. I, I don't know. understand, man. Why do people like, like this Like, it's got to be budget stuff. It's got to all be budget stuff, right? You you think that it's bad well, because of budget stuff? I feel like it's it, it, it's not entirely, but it just kind of smells of, like, we don't have money. We don't have money for Makos. We don't have money oh. for... Uh, sh- we don't have money for extra ships, so we can't do any extra ship stuff. Like, we can't have the Vulcan show yeah. up or whatever. I, I think you know, the main... I, I mean... I, I think the main problem with this one is that it does feel like they were trying to wrap the series up, but they were stuck in a two-parter. So I, yeah. I think that in in the timeline of production, when the show was canceled, this was the, the, the episodes that the writers were working on. So it was airing a different mm-hmm. episode. The actors were working on a different episode, but the writers were writing this uh, two-parter at this point. Sure, so sure. W- what it feels like to me is the cancellation came right in the middle of it. And they're like, we have to, we have to just wrap stuff up, but we're stuck 
in this story that we can't just abandon because it's a two-parter. We we ended the, the uh, previous episode building into this one. So they have this really, and I can really feel like the energy just went out of them where it's like, well, we have to wrap this up, but we have to also do all the character work at the same time. There's no way to do this satisfactorily. And it feels like mm-hmm. they just threw their hands up and went away with it. I agree it feels cheap, but it feels to me like... It feels cheap to me in the sense that all the energy and enthusiasm was no longer in the production at this point. So, like, everything just feels like, yeah, all right, we're going to run down the hallway and shoot them with the laser and we'll do that stuff. The writers are doing the same. Mm -hmm. The directors aren't doing anything interesting with this. It's like, you know, just shoot it, move on to the next thing. Okay, at this point, Trip has to go get to Paul. Okay, how does he do it? I don't know. He just just goes to get it. He just walks over, yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. That's that's where it feels like the failure is. Um, I feel that that impacted the script, the performances, the way that it looks, the way that nothing really seems to pay off or do anything. Uh, would you agree? And the second question to you, why is this so well-regarded? This is a fairly well-regarded episode of the show. You gave it an yeah. 8.3 on IMDb. That's insane. That's I crazy. Mean, I didn't, but... <laughs> Well, you, you quoted it to me, which is good enough. <laughs> yes, yeah. It was my rating, my personal you adopted, rating. You adopted the rating by looking over it up. Five. I've gone over five for this episode. First, the only one in the entire franchise. 8.3, guys. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think it it just, there's something that feels like it's just stalled out at this point. I, you're probably right, honestly. They were probably working on this when they found out that they were getting canceled, and so they kind of probably had to scramble a bit. Um, as to why it's so highly regarded, if I had to guess, I would maybe say because people forget about the last scene and think that it ends with the The round table speech and the clapping and it's like, what a way to end, what a way to bring it all home to, I don't know, like, like, Quality-wise, I can't imagine people preferring to watch this episode over almost literally any other episode. No. Um, but I it also it just, doesn't have must, it, the canon connection. Like, quality aside, I don't even think that there's a strong enough, like, oh, this is the episode that effectively sort of ties the series in with everything. And you go, this is mm-hmm. something remarkable to see the birth of the Federation. I think all those scenes are terrible. I think they're bad. Yeah. I think it's well, just honestly, so underwhelming. What I actually kind of liked about it until that terrible scene at the end was I thought they were going to end it on a note where they weren't there yet, where it's like, this is still a work in progress. We still got to get people back to the table. It's unfinished. And so you're, so you're not dealing with that kind of, all right, let's wrap this stuff up and tie it in as, as tightly as we can. Um, They kind of like half-assed it a bit there where it's like, like I said, the, the, Samuels is like, well, this is where they're never going to come back after this. And then the next scene is everybody's back and they're all clapping for him. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would have been more bold to do something where it's like, shit, one thing happened. This thing is not there yet. We still have a lot of work to do, which is why we have to keep doing what we do. Um, yeah. But yeah. Some of the like, alien like species go... that aren't the founders walk away, right? The the aliens that we did not yeah. recognize are the ones that are like, this is this sucks. We're going to leave. And they do. <laughs> yeah, that like that. That one guy who looked like he was a villain from Turok, the dinosaur hunter, N64. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That guy looked pretty cool. I don't know what that was supposed to be, but that was a cool look. It was a cool mask. Yeah. That I think seemed, these are the right That aliens. seemed like, that seemed like um, <clears throat> we have four designs we were going to use in season five, but we didn't get around to it. Let's just build them for this episode and put them on screen. Throw it out there. So maybe final thoughts will change things, but I do want to talk about. Um, the reason that I find the baby stuff <clears throat> super egregious, and that's the way that the episode ends, is I think I've talked about this before. Um, there is no real lazier way. The reason why I hate these sort of baby stories and the baby dying is that there's no easier way to generate sympathy and empathy. Like when the baby dies, I feel bad in this episode. I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is like obviously a sure, tragedy. Sure, of course. And, yeah. But there's no writerly skill involved there. You literally just in the script go, the baby dies. And that, that's that's the end of it. I, I It's such a 
the scenes where a child like that dies and the scene is not handled well, like they are, like, like they are not here, is just so emotionally manipulative and lazy and yeah. bad that I really get upset with it because there's no bigger cheat than that kind of a story. And if you don't pay it off well, like they don't hear, you walk away going, they were really just trying to play me. They were really, that, that was yeah. all that was. It's just this show trying to play me and it makes me annoyed. It makes me angry. And it's disrespectful, I think, to the Trip and to Paul characters who oh, yeah. are forced yeah. to go through that and then not even have a decent ending to it. They don't, there's nothing, there's nowhere to yeah. go. It's terrible. Like that's, that's the most egregious part, I think, is because while I agree that anytime you do that, it, it's, it reeks of manipulation. They didn't even, you know, if you want to look at it from a <clears throat> callous storytelling point, they didn't even do anything interesting with it. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't change the story at all. You know, like it didn't affect the story at all that the baby was A, there, and B, died. They just were sad about a, a baby that was gone now that they kind of were starting to, like it, it does, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's no, yeah, yeah. there's nothing comes of it. There, there's no purpose in killing the child like that. I can see an ending where um, Paxton does not develop this baby, right? Or if Paxton does develop it, I can see... I can almost believe, maybe it's too saccharine and stupid, but I can almost believe that Paxton eventually comes to a point where he humanizes the baby and sort of has a come to Jesus moment about what he's doing. Maybe he dies mm-hmm. right after that and it's like, it's whatever it is. But I, I can see the baby representing something for Paxton. And instead... He has, because he's such a poorly drawn villain, he has no confliction about what he's done with the the baby. He has no qualms. He's keeping it around for God knows what reason. But mm-hmm. that, like, the baby literally represents the Federation, right? It's the merging of all these alien races into some new unit that that is what mm-hmm. the Federation and this baby represent. And it dies. It doesn't. It doesn't live. Right. Yeah. Like what? It, what is it supposed to be representing there? Paxton yeah. needs to die. The I baby lives. That's the point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't. You can't let that dude get off scot free. <laughs> I mean, obviously he gets arrested, but come on. Like narratively, you can't let him get off scot scot free and then fucking kill a child. <laughs> I don't know. That was that was so no, weird. So maybe maybe this is too much. Um, but what if it? What if the baby hadn't been born yet? And and maybe hadn't yeah. even been like the, the 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 genes hadn't even been crossed yet, but that was like <clears throat> something that he was trying to do. And so you end up in this kind of situation where, at the end, instead of having a a, a, a child death, you've got this sort of uncertainty of whether or not you know this 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 creation is already underway what do you do in this situation? Like he, he was doing this for nefarious means. Is it, is it worth break? I guess at this point it turns into a abortion argument, but, um, but you know what I mean? Where it's, it, it, yeah. there's something a little bit meatier as far as like theme and whatnot at that point. I, I honestly thought that what they were going to do was um, that whatever was going on with his hand, he was going to reveal that he was taking like, alien stem cell injections or something like that which makes him a huge hypocrite because he's actually tainting quote-unquote tainting his bloodline with alien alien blood so he can fix his hand or something like that and maybe the well he kind of is doing that part of part of that yeah he's yeah they don't really they don't really lean into it that much though you know no i mean for a character like that it's it's so like apparently his condition is so obvious that t'pol can look at him for two seconds and recognize that he has some nervous disease and then it's like you must be treating mm. it with rigelian gene therapy because that's the only way and he's like oh i don't know that what you're what you remind where i'm now rewriting the episode but remember that woman in the first part who ran into the conference and died from a phaser wound but told archer and them about terra prime the blonde woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she could have been the surrogate with the vulcan embryo right who's escaped the lab mm-hmm. And that the the birth of the baby at the very end is what we're talking about here. I, I just sure yeah. I just think it's really surprising. The baby, that's such a hopeless ending. That's hopeless. It's awful. 
That's the last scene. If people consider this, as I said at the beginning, people consider this is the real this is the real finale of Enterprise. That's fucking awful. <laughs> That's like, did you ever did, that that is up there with the finale of Alf and the finale of Dinosaurs <laughs> as the most bleak ending to a series I have ever heard of. You know, this is like it's like if Perfect Strangers ended with Cousin Balky getting arrested by ICE De- or something. Deported. It's just it, <clears throat> Oh man. Yeah. I yep. don't know, man. That's sad. Well, we'll go to we'll go to patron thoughts because uh, some people have rated this very highly. So we'll see what they say, and we can feed. How off do you of not it. save the baby? Even if the oh, the, oh I can't, we can't save the baby because blah blah blah. Why can't Flocks figure things out like beforehand and be like, oh, actually, if you add this in, well, you know, or if you want to be super ham fisted about it. We realize that if we add Andorian DNA in, it'll even things out. You know, some shit like that where it's like, oh, oh the, the Andorian Federation. You know, <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> why not? Sure. Your options are your options are ham-fisted metaphor, or you kill a fucking child. Yeah. At the end, of your, <laughs> end of your episode and your series. Even just the way it, you know. I don't know. I, I think I don't think this is like some sort of elitist parent thing. I think anyone would notice stuff like this. But like, the baby dies, and they are not holding it, and it's not contagious. It's in a box on a table. Right. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. Th- there's no, there is no humanizing this child. If you if you're gonna kill the baby, have to Paul and Trip holding it, and it dies. Right. It is. Yeah. It's in a box on Flox's table, and they're looking at it through the glass. And it's like, what is this? This thing is pure plot. There is no. Th- yeah. These characters don't care whatsoever about this thing. We're not even going to have a moment where we show this happening. Crazy. That's crazy. What a crazy plot line. What a crazy episode. All right. Yeah. I. I was. Well, I was just going to say. Um, I've kind of forgot what I was going to say, but I think you pretty much summed it up. Oh, uh, why? I was going to say, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, if this had happened midway through a season, I probably don't mind it that much. Because if the episode itself, you mean, or something specific? Yeah. Well, specific, specifically this baby thing. Oh, the baby. Okay. Because at least, at least at that point, you have time to deal with the fallout of what's going on here. Yeah. If you really want to do something like this, I think you can get away with it. <clears throat> somewhere in the middle of the season where especially if you've been doing all this stuff with Trip and T'Pol and then this is the next hurdle that they have to deal with sure yeah great it's not my favorite idea but I think it works not here not like this <laughs> um as 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 that as that one character Jinx from the Matrix said all those years ago not like this not like this are you well? As Russell Crowe said, "Are you not entertained, Clay?" It sounds not. So, let's go to final <laughs> top thoughts. five baby deaths. Top five baby time. deaths, though, of all Give time <laughs> on, on network television. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Kid in Deadwood. Oh boy! All right, so let's go to final thoughts. I guess. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the content. If you want to support the show. That is now wrapping up Enterprise and moving on to bigger and better pastures or greener pastures. Who knows if they're better? They're different. Everything's always greener on the other side of the fence. We're going on to Voyager how do you after not, this. How do you not expect them to bring fucking Jonathan Frakes in for the after finale this. when you you pass this in and it's like, oh, my God. What do we, how do we pull this up? Somebody call Riker. We got to get something on here that people actually are happy about. Call Riker. We'll put it on the holodeck. What's what's their favorite season of TNG? Like season five or six? Put it somewhere in there. We'll just say it's an <laughs> offshoot of that. It'll be fine. We'll see. Patreon.com slash the Penske file, the best way to support the show. That is now moving on to Voyager. If we don't, we, I, I assume Voyager, but it might be Picard. We're recording this way ahead. I still haven't figured out when Picard is coming, but if we do take a break, it'll just be to cover season two of Picard before Voyager, and that's only 10 episodes, but it depends on timing. So we'll see. And patreon.com slash the Penske file is the best way to support us. A couple dollars a month gets you extra stuff. We talk about sci-fi movies. We do revisits. We do Star Trek revisits. We do horror films. Do a whole bunch of stuff on there. Get access to a special channel on the Discord, which you should join if you're interested in talking to us. 
And the uh, captains here over there gets a special channel where they get things early. They get episodes two days early and all that good stuff. So thank you very much, everybody. But a special thank you goes to our Captain Tier supporters who include Samuel Custer, Tark Latif, Andrew Cholog, Joint Mango, Kyle Barrett, Mike Burnett, Christian Pouch, Matthew Ross, Brandon Howells, Matt Cutler, Nick Sergi, Michael Pond, uh, Grim Santos, Sean, Bradley Killens, Dwayne Hackett, Vault 13 Hero, Darth Moss, Kevin Reyes, Jordan Cooper, Russell Elledge, Stephen Minton, HH28, Derek Zajac, Paulo Roscoe, Jig123, Poindexter G, Patrick Seba, Dave Davies, Nick the Red, Captain Brazen, Eric Antoine, Jakey's Gamer, Kevin Lowry, Garpel John Zorn, William Scheisler, Rahan Jaffer, Soylent Blue, Zane Majors, Olivia Pardieu, Retail, Tom Hickey, Dizbrota, Jose Hunters, EWNF Remixes, Edmark Stark, Captain Munchausen, James McLennan, Jonas, Tommy Tango, Tuvix Must Die, and Chris McLaughlin, Rage for the Machine. Thank you very much, everybody, for supporting the show. Clay, we'll go to patron comments. Mm-hmm. We might need to split this because my voice is getting out on me. So I will send this to you right sure. now. This is Kyle Barrett, who says this. I want to make sure I get this right, because he seems to be very particular about the way that I read these. He is particular. Malcolm hasn't felt this ill since after that night on Ryza when he had to... Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know what? I didn't just give this to to you just to make you you read that. (laughs) I am. My voice is giving out on me, but I realize now what I've done. <clears throat> Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm hasn't felt this ill since after that night on Riza when he had to lick the cum of forty-seven different aliens off a Klingon's forehead <laughs> ridges. <clears throat> I wish Kelby was the Terra Prime spy because I need a reason for my intense hatred of the guy, although he probably wasn't chosen because the actor couldn't perform the emotional suicide with his one facial expression. I don't know why there was any doubt a human or Vulcan hybrid could live considering Trip and Paul met their fucking adult son last season, but that final scene proves Trenier is such a good actor, one of the best in the franchise. The episode makes me think... They should have killed off Archer seasons ago and replaced him with Captain Hoshi because she's great, although I suppose Archer is worth it because he allows Paxton to talk about how the two old white guys with power in the episode only have it because they inherited it from their fathers, which is probably the most spot-on political commentary of the whole two-parter. Overall, it's a solid finale that feels thematically true to the season, show, and franchise, and it's a shame there are absolutely, categorically, no more episodes of Enterprise after this one. It is um, four out of five. It is almost, it is almost a guarantee that I rate the finale better, much higher than this episode. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was possible. almost a guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oops, what did I do? All right, I'll go. To, I can read the next one. It's shorter. Matt Ross says, "Terra Prime, the penultimate." And Kyle gave that a four. Out of five. Kyle, Four whose opinion five, yes. I used to respect, but now. Yes. Now he just goes for the blue jokes, you know? No, 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 <clears throat> no, no quality content anymore. He's just going, he's just going for the clicks at this point. <laughs> Matt Ross says, Terra Prime, the penultimate episode of Enterprise that despite any weaknesses is better than the dumpster fire of a series finale next. Regardless, this episode seems more interesting than the opening episode. However, the fact that yet again, there are no other ships or patrols to stop a flying factory is a bit bizarre, considering this is on the heels of the Zindi attack. I found that the characters seem to have more to do, and again, Travis talks and does stuff. It was refreshing that Paxton knew that Tripp sabotaged the Verderon array and seemed to have more life in his characterization of a terrorist who believes he is a patriot, but ultimately xenophobic, hypocritical, and crazy. We do get to the usual Enterprise shooting and fist fest with fist fight fest with the low oxygen archer. It is sad with the death of the hybrid Elizabeth, but also hopeful, leading to the outline of what becomes the Federation and the trek we know with a pretty good speech. Four foundations out of five. Next, this one's very short. I can read it. Grappler John Zorn says, Terra Prime, man, Kelby just can't catch a break. Three toxic work environments out of five. Poindexter G says, I'll give this to you so I can blow my nose. I recognize Samuels. I recognize Samuels as the mayor from Buffy, and I kept thinking that he was going to pull some sort of crap. Me too. So well done doing the psych out with the casting. I'd also forgotten that Peter Weller was in this. 
Using Earth overcoming its own issues as part of the uniting the other worlds is a great idea. The whole storyline with Elizabeth works well on its own, but also is a great setup of sorts for Spock. The action worked well and the story made sense. I can't ask for a whole lot more on those counts. Is that what it is? Do people like it because it's like, oh, I guess Spock can be conceived now? That w- That's Darren Mooney's entire point in his review about this. Oh, um, my God. I, really? I don't I don't agree <sighs> because I don't No. I don't think that the Who gives the a seri- shit? Well, I don't think the Enterprise I don't think Enterprise is fetishizing Spock that way where it's like I don't know, it's too subtle for Enterprise, I think. Like if Did they he were like doing this something episode or- He thinks it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't really give ratings, so it's hard to tell, but he, he certainly doesn't think this is a bad episode. Mm-hmm. I just I I don't see that because to me, a show like Discovery fetishizes Spock more than Enterprise has to this point. And sure. I don't see yeah. I don't see this show if it is doing something about that, it's really not commenting on why that's important. And it's it's also again, we we know that this is possible. As Kyle said, as I start like they know that these half breed species exist that this is a possibility that can happen Mm -hmm. i just don't i don't see the connection outside of the fact that it's a half vulcan half human character that feels to me like star trek fans recognizing that and looking on and you you insert that value onto the baby but but that's maybe that's just me i just i never got that sense that this was a show that's really celebrating spock and being like this is the whole thing that matters it never came across that way to me well, even if even if that is the point of what they're doing, to what end? Who gives just a to, shit? Just to link it, yeah. It's just to make the connection. Like that that doesn't make it good to me. Like that doesn't make it's you know it's like uh, it's like at the end of uh, Star Wars Episode Three when they're like when you get a glimpse of the plans of the Death Star. It's like yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, they're gonna do that in about a hundred years. Cool. Or, yeah. Sorry, thirty years or whatever. It's like it's okay. I understand what the reference is, but I don't understand why you need to kill a child to get there. <laughs> why can't the baby being born be the way symbol symbolize be that the precursor to yeah? What should we call you know, it? Why can't oh oh yeah? It's a half Spock human, at. half baby. <laughs> it's a half human. It's a half human, half baby. It's a half human, half Vulcan baby. That's crazy. I can't imagine. I, my mind is going crazy with all the the possibilities of what could happen in the future. Yeah, cool, great. Why? Do well, you, why I, I don't have, have time for that. How about we just crush this baby and just move on with our day? Yeah. Like what? What does what does implying the future birth of Spock mean thematically or narratively for the show that you are in right now? Right, because that's the only reason you would do it that way. Yes. If it means something. Yeah. Ideally. Yes. That's that's true. Yeah. I'll give you one more to read. Uh, I was so bored. This is Brandon Howells. <clears throat> I was so bored by this episode. It's shouting, feel my grief, rage, and pain while pointing a gun at my head. But it, it but is so by the numbers that I was bored. And who the fuck cares about Ensign we've never met? being the Terra Prime spy and shooting himself in repentance and probably shame because of his terrible hairdo. Watch The Expanse <laughs> instead. <laughs> two mispronunciations of... Uh, I'm, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. Then. Two, mispr- two mispronunciations of Canberra out of five. What Canberra, they, maybe? What? Is that the Australian Canberra? Yeah, I, 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 I would pronounce it Canberra. Canberra, Australia, I think, right, is the name of that city. He was an Thanks. outfielder for the the Orioles in the this 70s. Is, wasn't he? Canberra, Australia. <laughs> this is Royo. You can read this one too. I still have a tickle. Terra Prime. This is Royo. Final comment. Terra Prime. After in a mirror darkly, this two Peter. This two Peter. This two parter feels like coming down from a euphoric high. It's an unpleasant feeling, and I'm and I'm left just wanting to get it over with. The series finale leaves us with a mountain of stuff to talk about. This two-parter does not. I don't even care enough to give it a score. Meh, out of five. Thank you, patrons, for leaving your thoughts about this episode, Terror Prime. 
I apologize for my voice. I'm getting over that sickness still. I should be better for the finale. I hope I am. Otherwise, we might have to delay it a week, Clay, just until I get better. Um, sure. Th- thank you for your comments, everybody. Much appreciated. Not everyone is in love with this episode, but it's a fairly high-rated episode. The patrons thought decently of it. IMDb thinks decently of it. Jammer's Review thinks decently, strongly of it. Three out of four. I think Darren thinks pretty highly of it. Let's go to our ratings here. I think I, I think we know what each of us are going to give this episode. Do you want to go first and uh, give your give your take on what you're going to give it and why you're going to give it that score on our one to five scale? Oh boy, I I'm actually kind of on the fence because like, does this deserve a one? Is this like objectively or as close to objectively as you get a terrible episode of? I mean, yeah, I get. I feel like it's either a high one or a low two. I feel like it. I feel like it. It gets a two, just for being a finale that's trying to do some stuff, even if it falls flat on its face. But it's just, I don't know. It's just not, not doing it for me. So, I'm definitely, yeah, giving it a one. I I thought. Yeah. I was I was I was really I was really surprised by this by how bad it was. I I was sitting there watching it going, I can't believe this is happening right now. This is a terrible episode. Yeah. Enterprises and I was I was tricked. People said this is the real finale of Enterprise. And I guess if it is, it's kind of fitting, I guess. Like maybe Enterprise just can't escape real or fake un, uh, like imagined finale or both bad. You just can't have a good finale to the series potentially. Um I think it's a one because I think it fails on virtually every level. I think it fails as a standalone episode. I think that it fails in terms of what the story they're trying to do here is. I think that the plots are not just badly executed, but make no sense. There's like no reason to do anything Mm -hmm. that's going on here. Paxton is bad. Mm -hmm. The baby plot is bad. Mayweather's plot makes no goddamn sense. All the like read in section 31. All of this is bad, bad, bad. And then it's just in the Enterprise trappings of chasing a comet down. It, we didn't talk about this, but I would have assumed that a comet hitting a planet is a catastrophic level event for whatever planet that gets yeah. hit by the comet. But I, what am I yeah. supposed to know? Anyway, it's yeah, a one for me. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I guess w- it depends. Yeah, The shuttle also outruns the explosion. The shuttle follows the comet and outruns the explosion to get away from it, which whatever. So Judith and Garfield Reeves with their... Um, climbing between the two ships they wrote that episode too i think so maybe they're just into this stuff it's a one for me i thought this was bad we'll see if the finale is worse but i could i i could strongly see myself at least going well it was good to see Riker." (laughs) in in the yeah so so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give it a two only on the uh reputation of everyone saying that the finale is absolute garbage if i don't think that is the case this is going to be dropped down to a one all right so you're putting an asterisk on this one for now you're going to say two and once the finale is done you'll revise your score maybe yes yes if the finale is worse than this i will rate it accordingly but if it is not i will rate this (laughs) accordingly all right clay gives it a two i give it a one i guess we're quick here uh just a couple minutes of I'm not really. I'm not going to wrap up the series. We'll do that afterwards. But that's the that's the last normal ep- episode of Enterprise uh, that we finished right there. So four seasons, and we're done with it. We just have the finale next week. Maybe I'll just wait. I guess I, I, I think too much would come back to how bad Terra Prime is, and we've talked about that. So we're done. Thank you very much, everybody, for <laughs> listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for leaving your comments. Patreon.com/slash The Penske Pile is the best way to support the show. A couple dollars a month, as I said before. Please support the show if you're so inclined. Patreon.com slash the Penske file. Clay, do you have anything you want to say before we head off? Uh, keep listening to Rotten, the Rotten Horror Picture Show, where we talk about movies off the Rotten Tomatoes 200 Best Horror Movies of All Time list. And uh, on Patreon, Amanda and I are, this year we're doing Stephen King adaptations that are not on our main list. And starting in January with It Part 2, 
And then going on from there in no particular order with stuff like The Dark Half and Needful Things and Christine and Maximum Overdrive and fun stuff like that. Uh, there should be a new episode of Badass out where Sean and I cover, we do kind of a series wrap up and kind of talk about what we're going to do next. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for now. Thank you very much, everybody. Grab a copy of my book, Bloody Hell, if you haven't yet. You can find that at on Amazon or if not there at awavebluworld.com, which is the publisher. And that is Bloody Hell with one L. Well, Clay, it's time to say I locked it. You can't do this. I've locked it. I locked it. You can't. You can't. You, your, your plan is foiled, Archer. I locked it. <laughs> it's the future where locks are unpickable. Oh, man. I don't know. Remember how, remember how those two are <coughs> flailing, flailing around like if you had a fighting game and you both selected Bernie Sanders yeah, as fighters? Clay fighters. It's just like slappy arms yeah. waving around at each other. And and Trip is just hanging out there with like a gas mask on, breathing normally, just waiting for them to tire each other. <laughs> um, Not even like, I mean, I guess he had been shot, but he seemed fine. Who's the little bit of a tease? What happened before? to the guy from Jason X? Did he he's the guy disappear? who beat up Trip? He's the one who beat up Trip in the uh, when he's trying to right. sabotage then, the first time. Oh, where did he go after that? Then just. Oh, I, th- I think he gets shot. Does Archer blast him, I think? Archer shoots him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. why is Paxton shooting to stun? He shoots Reed. It doesn't kill him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Great question. <laughs> I mean, is that is that the scene? Is that the scene that you don't see? Is that uh, Ensign Massaro actually stunned himself in the head, and that didn't kill him, but the fall killed him? <laughs> he cracks his he head. He just on whacked those. his head on like a a, a non child safe <laughs> corner that's sticking out of the side of the wall. That happened in um, was that Ragin? There's one episode we were laughing about that at the end. I think it's Ragin. She gets pushed from behind and she falls into those jagged edges. And we both thought at the moment she was going to crack her head and die at the end of the episode yes. by falling. Yeah, that's, I do, that's what I do remember that. Yes. Is that what his name is? Ensign Monsaro? Something like that? Yeah. That's... Ma- Masaro. I Masaro. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, Ensign, for listening. Ensign not going to work here anymore. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for. <coughs> Excuse me. God damn it. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with the finale. These are the voyages. See you next week.